Angela Bowen here, the host of Punky Power, an unofficial Punky Brewster podcast. How's everyone doing today? Are you surviving the heat like I am? Oh my gosh. Last night was miserable. I think I took the comforter off of the bed. I just had barely any sheets. It was so hot. I had a circular fan at the foot of the bed, and then I got a new tower fan for the side of the bed. It was just... And we're not even in summer yet. We're still in May. And, but I, I'm not complaining. I'm, I'm trying not to be complaining because you, you, if you listen to this podcast all through winter, you heard me complain about the snow, the cold, everything. But, all right. Well, today I will be discussing Season 4, Episode 5, entitled Brandon's Commercial, which aired on May 3rd, 1988. And I want to read the uh, Instagram description that I wrote for this episode, because I think it's kind of funny. And here it is. On Tuesday, which is today, Punky becomes one of those stage moms after Brandon lands a part in a dog food commercial. Will Brandon be able to live up to Punky's high expectations, or will he turn tail and run? Listen to find out in Season 4, Episode 5, Brandon's Commercial. Oh my goodness. Poor, poor Brandon. Punky, you got the star power, but it's not for you, it's for your dog. I mean, if you think about it, just because Brandon, if he gets this commercial, doesn't mean he's going to be the next Morris the Cat. It doesn't mean he's going to be the new, uh, uh, what other man? What's the white dog? That little white poofy dog from the dog food commercials? I can't think of it at the moment. Oh, man, that's going to drive me nuts. I'm sure you all know which dog I'm talking about. It's the, it's the small, like, I think it's a Weston Terrier. It's all white. And it would eat its, like, little can of dog food out of, like, a crystal cut uh, glass serving dish. All right, but before I get into this episode, um, as you guys know, this season four is the final season of Punky Brewster. If you guys have iTunes, if you would be uh, so kind as to go to the Punky Power podcast um, page there on iTunes and leave a review, that would be so great. I would just like to, you know, end this podcast on a great note. So if you have a couple minutes, that'd be awesome. And I do apologize when I play the clips. If you hear any background noise, we ha- I have the windows open. I mean, guys, I gotta have the windows open. I'm gonna die upstairs. Um, and let me tell you, the idea of even moving some of the stuff downstairs, like the laptop, the portable DVD player, the microphone, which is pretty much all I'd have to do, it's not gonna help because downstairs is just as... It, it's nuts in the family room. You, you'll you'll pass out and die if you walk into it. It's that bad. But even there, you'd have to have the window open. And so, hopefully, I'm just hoping, I mean, I have this microphone on the setting where it shouldn't, it shouldn't allow for too many noises outside of what's going into the microphone, like my voice, so... Um, if you guys have the Punky Brewster DVDs and maybe you're watching along with me as I go through them, you probably know this is the last, Brandon's commercial is the last episode on disc one. So we open the episode at Punky's place. We finally get to see it. It's been a bit, a few episodes. 
Have we seen it this season? I don't, I think the last time we saw it was at the very end of season three when it was introduced. And then it's like, where did it go? So, Punky's doing well. It's almost closing time, and Henry's like, all right, tonight I'm going to show you how to tally the register and do the receipts and everything. This is really good experience for Punky. She's pretty much almost co-running this restaurant with her father. That is going to look amazing on a resume, say, if she wants to start her own business or um, just any other type of job within, you know, the fact that she's doing is just, it's going to look great on her resume. It really, really will. Well, maybe I should take that back. She turns him down. She's like, oh, I'm busy tonight, actually. He's like, doing what? And, and she's like, uh, I have to trim my bangs. I, I, I would not recommend trimming your own bangs. Um, I did that when I was 13, and let's just say my aunt had to take me to get my hair fixed. I thought, because my, my dad had these, they were thinning shears, so I think I kind of screwed it up with that. Because <clears throat> my dad would, like, do that in the mirror. I'm like, well, if my dad can do his bang, surely I can do my own, and I can save money. No. No, no, no. It looked really crappy. As you know, thinning shears are meant to thin out your hair, not use it as regular scissors, because they have teeth. So Henry's like, you know, I really wish he would show more interest in this, because my dream, basically his dream is for her to probably take over when he's, you know, decides to retire. And she's like, I know that's your dream, but my dream is to be an astronaut. So thank you, thank you, thank you, writers, thank you for keeping this streak alive. This has been going on since, I believe, is it season two when we really got into the whole space, you know, with accidents happen and everything? I'm sure it was mentioned in season one. And Soleil Moonfray, I believe, did want to be an astronaut at one point. So, that's awesome. So, it's like, I know, you know, and that can still be your dream, but in a way, in the meantime, like, take interest in, in, in this just for the time being. I mean, until you get to be an astronaut. Until you get to high school and college where you probably got to be taking all those science classes and chem, chem and all that other stuff. This is a good, you know, f fallback thing. Even until she, just until she knows what she wants to do. If she can't be an astronaut, I'm not saying she won't be. We don't know what happens to Punky after season four. We have no idea. We can dream. We can fantasize. We can imagine what happens to her, like, say, when she gets out of middle school, when she gets into high school, how it's going to be for her. Because by the time she gets into high school, it's going to be the 90s by then. So, yeah. Because we're already in 1988, and she's still in elementary school. So by rights, by the time she gets to junior high, it's going to be like 1990. So she'd probably be entering high school probably, what, 92, 93? And Henry just is going on about, you know, one day this will all be yours and everything. And it's like, that's great. But here's the thing, I said it on uh, the Wonder Years podcast episode with the hardware store, which if you listen to that, uh, my Wonder Years podcast, you haven't heard that episode yet because that's coming in June with the Wonder Years job edition episodes. Um, 
It's great that you want to leave your business to your kids and leave them something that's awesome. But also keep in mind, your kids are individual people. They're people that have their own dreams, their own desires, their own way of how they want to, what they, you know, what they want to do with their life. That may not meet up with your, what you want. So just let your kids you know, have, you know, it's cool, let her, you know, work there through junior high and high school and everything like that, you know, let her learn the business, but don't expect her to take over when you're, you're done with it, unless you can kind of, like, maybe run it on the side behind the scenes and just have, it like, a staff running it, that could be something, all right. So they're about closing, and we get a couple people that one guy's got a safari hat on, and he's got one of those, Henry would know what it is. It's for, like, looking closely at pictures and stuff like that. Uh, this one lady's got sunglasses on. She's wearing blue and, like, a black leatherish jacket, or is it polyester? And she, oh my gosh, I see this is the perfect place for this dog food commercial. Which, they seem, she seems kind of, they seem flaky in general. They kind of do. They give off that flaky vibe. So, this lady whose name, I guess, is going to be Gigi, and I can't remember what the guy's name is. They want to shoot a commercial in Punky's Place. They are offering Henry $1,000 a day to shoot this commercial. Like, whoa. 
And Henry's like, oh, what is it for? A perfume or something? And they're like, no, uh, dog food. And he's like, all right, I can, I can manage that, yeah. So Gigi and the guy leave, and right before they do, Punky asks Gigi, like, hey, um, did you happen to find a dog yet for this commercial? And Gigi's like, well, no, we're actually scouting, looking for pure, raw, pizzazz-like talent. And she leaves, and Punky calls out to Brandon, like, hey, Brandon, you got pizzazz in you guy? And Brandon pops up behind the counter with a burger in his mouth. It's just as well he stays somewhere where people can't see him because the health violations would not be good. You can't have dogs in a restaurant unless they are um, for the handicapped people. Service dogs, basically. So, Or there are restaurants out there that do, they're like, uh, they do have a uh, pet friendly like you can bring your dog and stuff like that all right so the crew is setting up in the next scene for the commercial and punky's kind of running through um some commands with brandon she tells him to wag his tail he does she tells him like put your pop he does she says all right stand up and brandon extends himself to the fullest height putting his paws on Punky's chest. Like, all right. See, he, he listens. He knows the cues. He's good with commands. This is the dog you want.
most famous dogs in the world. A big box office favorite. Everybody, meet Churchill. to come in with her dog get this truffles that is kind of a cute name it's like a little frou-frou um kind of a poodle maybe a bichon i'm not sure um one of those fancy schmancy toy breeds um margo says that this dog is a show dog and she has i think it's a girl um it's dressed like a girl so <laughs> i assume it's a girl um has won 74 out of 75 um, awards, like, at the dog shows and stuff like that. And of course, she lost the last time because, well, her manicurist, the dog's manicurist was sick. So, it cost him. Cost him the, wow. So, Punky's irritated. It's so like, I told Cherry to keep this a secret, especially from you. And, of course, Margo's like, oh, she did. She, uh, oh, well, um, I'm not telling anybody. So, of course, they want to get their dogs in there. And Cherry's got to come down. Does everyone remember the invisible dog thing with, like, the, the harness and, and lead? That, yeah, she's got that. She's like, oh, Punky, you remember my dog, Harvey? And Punky and Margo just look at Cherry like, um, okay... <laughs> Punky's even like, uh, you're not well. I love how Punky makes a comment about Truffles being, um, like, wow, she dresses better than I do. And then Margo's like, Punky, everybody dresses better than you. Hey, I like how Punky dresses. That's her style. Even 30 plus years later, people are still dressing like Punky Brewster. So I like Margo's wearing this pale pink blazer with a shiny silver uh, turtleneck. Well, not your average turtleneck. It's more like a sweater turtleneck. It's really nice. And Truffles is dressed in this cute. It, it's it's a toy poodle. Okay, it's it's a toy poodle. Um. This really cute dog sweater. See, even in 88, I mean, the dog clothes weren't, they were probably just getting started with dog clothes back in the 80s, right? I mean, nothing like what it is now where, like, there are actual lines of dog clothes. I mean, you go into PetSmart, Petco, there is every type of dog clothes you can think of. It has been made. 
And she's got a cute little, you know, bow in her hair and just dressed to the nines in pink. Pink, pink, pink. That's probably Margot's favorite color. I like the name Truffles, and being it's a toy poodle, it just, the name and the breed of the dog, it just goes hand in hand. And Margot being Margot, of course, her dog's name is going to be like Truffles. Okay, so Margot says that Truffles is a champion um, show dog. She's won 70, she's won first place 74 out of 75 times. Okay. So, did she make it to Westminster Best in Show? Because she said first place, so that might not be Westminster. So, Punky's like, oh, does Truffles do any tricks? Like, sit up or beg, you know, the common dog tricks. And, of course, Margo's like, she doesn't have to beg. She has a trust fund. Of course she does, because she's a Kramer. I mean, you can't be a Kramer and not have a trust fund. Am I right? Okay, so the guy's name is Mr. Snipes, and Punky's like, oh, Mr. Snipes, I have the best dog for you for your dog food commercial. So he's like, all right, Brandon, come on out. He comes out on a skateboard. Remember from um the episode So Long Studio when the girls had skateboards and Brandon had one? So, of course... Mr. Snipes sees Brandon on a skateboard, and he's not impressed. He's probably, you know, I've seen this a hundred times. Dog on a skateboard is old news. And, of course, Margot's got to be like, oh, here's Truffles. Blah, 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 blah. And <laughs> Snipes, Mr. Snipes is like, uh, I feel young coming on. And he looks at Cherry with the invisible dog leash. It's like, I've seen this a billion times before. It's nothing new. And Cherry is like, oh no, Harvey, don't pee on his leg. And the guy just looks down like, oh, you've got to be kidding me. So, yeah. They already had the dog that they want, which is a dog named Winston Churchill or Churchill. He comes from, uh, Punky recognizes the dog from a movie called Citizen Kane. Wait, Kane, Citizen Canine? Now, when Punky announces Brandon out, who comes out on the skateboard, she says Brandon the Wonder Dog. Guys, if you've been with the show since season one, that is how she's always referred to him, as Brandon the Wonder Dog. And I, I love that title. It's just so cool. Oh, when Margot brings up Truffle, she's like, her breeding's almost as good as mine. And that's when he's like, oh, I feel a yawn coming on. Oh, you yuppies. You yuppie people and your yuppie dog. No, thank you. Let me tell you, Gigi is looking so cool in her leopard print silk shirt. She's got the black sunglasses on. She's got the leather, black leather jacket. It's just, her outfit's looking really cool. Um, Cherry is wearing all denim, denim skirt, denim jacket, and uh, salmon-colored long-sleeve button-up underneath. I've never been huge, huge on fashion, but with this show, you kind of got to be into the fashion because it is really, really great. Really, I mean, this is what show ran from 84 to 88. So this is like tail end of the 80s, and it's just beautiful fashion. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. So they bring out Churchill. Um, he is a bulldog. 
He looks like he weighs 30 plus pounds. He probably does. This dog is wearing a suit. Looks very, very nice. They clearly wanted a pro dog that has done this kind of work. Like Punky says, you know, he was in Citizen Canine. The dog's acted before, so they clearly, they want a professional. They don't want an amateur. And all the dog really has to do is, what, just stare at the camera and then stuff its face into this overflowing uh, bowl of dog food. And if you recognize Kibble's Cordon Bleu, I was telling Jeremy this. Remember season one when Henry was doing those photo shoots, like, for ads, magazine ads and layouts and stuff? Kibble's Cordon Bleu was... The thing that he had Brandon when Brandon was, like, maybe five, four or five months old at the time. Yeah. So, he did at least model for the ad. It's a shame they can't use that. Like, um, this is the same dog from the magazine ad. You can't use them? Come on. So, Margo and Cherry leave dejected. Like, oh, I'm sorry, Truffles. They didn't want you. Oh, Harvey. And then they leave. And then, of course, Punky is like, oh, Brandon, I'm sorry, guy. It's just they wanted a professional. And Brandon kind of lopes off in a sad huff. Like, meh, okay. So Gigi kind of comes over like, um, I know your dog didn't get the part. Would you like to be my assistant? And Punky is like, oh, of course, yes, I would love to be your assistant. And she's like, all right, first thing I want you to do, get me coffee. PB. She calls her PB, and Punky's like, PB, I love it! And the reason that Gigi goes with Punky, she's like, I used to dress weird as a kid, too, so you remind me of myself. And Punky's like, oh, you you don't have to pay me or anything, and Gigi's like, um, I wasn't going to pay you. I had no intention of paying you. I'd be like, alright, fine, but at least let me use you as a reference down the road for my resume. <laughs> Alright guys, I had to set up a little fan on the floor here for Quinny. She's like, poor little girl, I feel so bad. <laughs> so uh, hopefully that kind of helps her out. So hopefully that's not getting picked up on the microphone. So they have uh, a person off the side kind of reading, you know, the announcer basically that you'd hear on the commercial. And as soon as the guy starts, Henry has to be in there with popcorn, peanuts, and what have you. It's like, Henry, have you not been watching this? A lady in the background that looks like she's, uh, she's got one of those long measuring tapes around her neck, which is basically probably for, you know, fitting the clothes and everything, you know, Churchill's suit. And it's like, have you not been watching this, Henry, from the side? You know that they just started... That mistake's gonna cost you a pretty few hundred bucks. And even Gigi and Snipes are just like, what are you doing? Okay, we're trying to shoot this commercial. And you got popcorn, peanuts, chili dogs. We're not hungry. We don't need the food. Please just get off the set. Gigi just, and Snipes just point, like, in the direction, like, over there, Henry, please. Let us do our job and we'll pay you happily. They try to take the, do the commercial a sec for the second take. And, of course, that's when Punky's got to come in with the coffee. God, oh, my God. 
Oh, that dog is gonna get so frazzled. I mean, it looks cool as a cucumber. Like it's, it's not showing any emotion on the face at all. He's totally like uh, poker face there. This Churchill dog. So, Snipes takes the coffee from Punky. Of course, it's b boiling hot as he burns his hand. He's probably got second degree burns on his hand. Drops the coffee on the floor. Somebody quickly mops it up. Let's do this commercial, all right? Take three this time. So I guess Churchill's supposed to be eating as Snipes kind of mimes like blah, 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 blah. And Churchill's not having it. He's just like, I don't know where I am right now. What do you want from me? All I had to do is just walk onto a movie set, and that was my job for the canine, the citizen canine. You want me to eat this food? No, thank you. Even Gigi's, like, looking at Churchill and miming eating, like, eat! Come on, Churchill, eat the food! And the announcer's just going through the, the whole thing with, oh, whoa, watch him chow down! He's not doing anything. He's just staring blankly. Into the camera. Like, oh, you want me to do what? No, no, I can't do that. So they say cut, and of course, Snipes is like, what is wrong with this dog? And Gigi's like, well, he could be depressed about his girlfriend. Churchill's got a girlfriend? Well, of course he's got a girlfriend. He is a dog movie star. Of course he's got a girlfriend. So apparently he's been hanging out with a Pekingese with an overbite who got spayed last week. Apparently, they really, <laughs> Churchill and this Pekingese with the overbite wanted kids, but the Pekingese got spayed. Ugh, well, those would be some ugly dogs. A Pekingese and a Bulldog? What kind of puppies would they make? Weird looking ones with overbites. I apologize if anybody has a Bulldog slash Pekingese mix. I'm sure it's a beautiful dog. Alright, you know what? Well, Snipes is going to have to talk to Churchill, kind of bring him down to earth here. He's pretty depressed about that girlfriend since they wanted the kids, you know. She got spayed. So he's going to have a little man-to-man -man talk with Churchill. So I'm going to play this clip. Gigi's like, oh, come on. Churchill, just eat the Cordon Bleu and you can get something so yummy, yummy afterwards. So they go, take 250. Have they been there for 10 hours? <laughs> Dang, Henry is making that $1,000. You'd think they would have given up by now. I mean, Henry and Punky are yawning. It's probably like 8, 9, 10 o'clock at night. I don't know what time they started filming this commercial, but 
After 250 takes, that is, they should have given up and gotten some other dog. Another dog would have eaten that kibble cordon bleu. Finally, when they do it for the 250th time, he's still not cooperating. And Snipes is like, you know what, Gigi, this is hopeless. And she goes up to Churchill, like, you know what, you're right, Snipes. Churchill, you're fired. Get off the set. I want to play this clip. It's so funny. <laughs> I gotta say, Gigi is awesome. She's awesome. I like her. Churchill's out. So, uh, Brandon goes up, climbs onto the platform, and just starts eating the kibble. Snipes is like, oh my god, get that homely dog off the set. And Pokey's like, Brandon can eat on cue. He can do this. And they're like, oh, alright. Like, sweet. Now Brandon's gonna be in the tux. Must have had an extra one just his size in case they needed another dog. All right, now we're back at the we're at the apartment, and Punky is just trying on different pairs of sunglasses. She's doing the whole "I'm gonna be famous through my dog" because my dog's gonna be in a commercial. Everyone's gonna want to know me, the owner. So I'm gonna play this clip. Just a pot. Brandon proved to be a hero when he saved the 
So Pumpkin calls out to Brandon, like, hey, Brandon, you still in the bathroom? Did you floss? Did you gargle? And he barks for every response, for every question. And Henry kind of comes in with Brandon, and Brandon's got the frisbee in his mouth. He just wants to play. And, of course, Punky's like, not about it. Like, no, 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 Brandon. There is no time for playing frisbee. We have to be serious. This is your, the start of what could be an amazing lifelong career. And even Henry's like, are you taking this a little too much? It's just a commercial. But then, of course, Punky's like, oh, it's just commercials now. But we could even be in movies and TV specials and stuff like that. Even Henry's like, Brandon, baby, why are you calling him that? So she looks at Henry and is like, all right, let's just showbiz talk, H.W., get with it. And he's like, H.W.? And she's like, yeah, Henry Warnemont. And he's like, well, no, how about YF? And she's like, YF? Isn't your father? Like, you talk to him with respect. None of this hoofy goofy stuff. What's with Brandon just sitting there? He looks really, really tired. Like, he's about ready to drop to the floor and fall asleep. <laughs> You know, Henry, and, you know, he's like, Punky, it's just one commercial. But then she's envisioning, like, yeah, it's just one commercial now, but it could be more. More commercials, maybe movie offers. And I guess, um, Gigi wanted Punky to write up some type of publicity backstory for Brandon. So, of course, she couldn't go with the original, whereas, you know, it was her and Brandon together fighting to stay alive until she found that apartment because Brandon was just a uh, eight to ten week old puppy at the time and she makes up something about how Brandon was born in a log cabin and he saved the lives of his owners from something or other oh she even mentions his own TV show and his paw prints in cement are there dogs out there famous dogs like Lassie and Benji that had their paws put in cement or even Toto from Wizard of Oz? Punky's even going so far as to envision a doghouse on the Riviera. So I take it you'd be living there too? <laughs> she says he was born in the basement of a log cabin. Log cabins have basements? <laughs> and he was a sharecropper's dog. Um, I don't think he's that old. He was born in the 80s. Not in the 30s. She says when he was just a puppy, he pulled four men out of a vat of skin lotion? What? I'm confused. And Henry Lee looks at her like, no one's going to believe that. 
But Punky's like, yeah, but this is the stuff that legends are made of. Yeah, but half those stories are all garbage anyway. People want the truth. They don't want made-up garbage. So William Morris Agency calls Punky, who I guess they represented Churchill, the bulldog. And Punky's like, basically, since you're dropping him as a client, can you take on Brandon, who's going to do this commercial? He's going to be really, really big. Oh, Punky talks to them about, like, see if they can get a guest spot for Brandon on ALF. That'd be cute. Um, and <laughs> a remake of Dog D Dog Day Afternoon, which I think is about a bank heist, isn't it? Yeah, she's never seen that movie, just because it has dog in the title. It's not a kid's movie. <laughs> and she says she's working on a screenplay. And Henry leaves, and Brandon just goes to sulk in his doghouse, like, oh, this is more than I really wanted. I don't really want this. Any of it. I mean, they haven't even shot the commercial yet, and she's already envisioning all these things for Brandon. Oh, the screenplay she's working on is Brandon Meets Benji. Okay. Alright, now we're back at Punky's place. Brandon has been fitted for his suit and pants. He looks very, very nice. I love it. So Punky's kind of giving cues to Brandon, like, hey, remember, your left side is your best side, and don't chew with your mouth open. Betty must have come from uh, the hospital because she's dressed, she's got her name tag and she's dressed like uh, in her work uniform. So Betty asks Henry to hang up a poster that says Lost Dog Harvey, Punky's, or Cherry's invisible dog. Like, oh, Harvey ran away again and poor Cherry is broken hearted. It's not a real dog. There's a number on there, 555-9262. Somebody should call that number and see what comes up. So Henry takes the flyer and says, uh, Betty, you're not fooling me. You just want to hang out here and watch the commercial be shot. Of course, she's like, she turns around and looks like, oh, you're shooting a commercial. Oh, Henry's just rolling his eyes like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You saw it when you walked down the steps. So, she asks, like, how's it going? And Henry's like, it's all right. And Betty's like, you know, I think, what, what's up? Something's wrong. Sounds wrong. What's going on? Henry's like, you know, Punky's starting to become a little full of herself as she's hanging out with Gigi and everything and all that stuff, getting pictures taken as they're getting, setting up the shot and taking promotional pictures of Brandon. So I want to play this clip. don't worry about it. You know, Punky's just a kid. You know, she's not mature like we are. And she's like, oh, who's that guy? And Henry's like, oh, that's uh, the director. And Betty's like, the director? Oh my gosh, I have to go over and talk to him. So Betty's asking for an autograph. And he's like, she's like, oh, can you send my picture? And he's like, yeah, sure. And then he looks at this 8x10 glossy headshot. And he's like, that's not my picture. That's Billy D. Williams. And Betty's like, yeah, ain't he a hunk? Like, um, what? 
So she asks, do you think you can get him to sign that when you go back to Hollywood? It's like, he shoots commercials. I don't know if he shoots... I don't think he shoots movies. So Betty's like, tell him there's a foxy lady in Chicago. And he's like, oh, yeah, I'd be glad to. And as soon as Betty walks away, he crumples up that glossy headshot. So Jiki is ready to start shooting this commercial. She's like, all right, let's start earning our money here. And Henry, I didn't notice, but he's sitting in the chair where the announcer will be sitting. Brandon picks up the napkin from the table and puts it in the bowl, and then he drops the bowl, knocks it off the table, and of course, Gigi and Snipes are irritated, you know, they dealt with the aftermath, you know, of what happened with Churchill, now Brandon's not cooperating, Punky is freaking out, like, Brandon, what is going on? Why are you acting like this? And Brandon comes down from the platform and he grabs the frisbee. Even before, right before the commercial, he grabbed the frisbee. She's like, sweetie, we, we can't play right now, okay? Later. We'll, we'll do this later. Just just shoot the commercial. And now afterwards, he goes down, he's still in his suit, grabs the frisbee, and Pucky is like, Brandon, I'm ashamed of you. You really embarrassed me. You are a bad dog. I'm like, um, excuse me, sweetie. 
He's never done anything like this before, alright? That is not a reason to call him a bad dog. There is no reason for that. So you're disappointed in him. So what? You shouldn't have gotten your hopes so high. I'm sorry, but that is... There's no reason for her to have called him a bad dog. If he were a bad dog, if he, he um, I don't know, attacked a person or something like that. I don't know. But that was undeserved. And even Henry now is going to talk to her like, you know, you're pretty hard on Brandon. You really should not have called him that. Because Brandon, you know, as soon as she calls him a bad dog, he hangs his head. His head is so close to the, to being on his chin on the floor. And he just feels so dejected and hurt and he just walks off. It's like, sweetie, that dog saved your life. And you're calling him a bad dog because he won't act in a commercial? You gotta get your priorities straight, kiddo. But I'm gonna play this clip here with Henry. He's gonna talk some sense into Punky. Like, that was unacceptable. I'm embarrassed for you. I'm sorry, I had to wipe my eyes. That uh, ending scene there uh, made me tear up a little bit when she told Brandon that she loved him. Um, you know, Henry pretty much says, you know, I'm ashamed of you. You you put all these expectations on Brandon, and she's like, well, he blew his shot of, you know, being a famous dog and everything with this commercial. And it's like, yeah, but he didn't want that. That's what you wanted. And he just also said, you know, remember when I told you at the about 
you know, how I wanted you to take over the restaurant one day and everything. And you said you wanted to be an astronaut. I re he realized, you know, that's kind of what you're putting on Brandon. You know, I should have been fine that, you know, you are allowed to have your own dreams and desires of what you want to do with your life. I shouldn't put my hopes and everything and that onto your shoulders. And he just is like, you know, Brandon just wants to hang out and play Frisbee. He doesn't want any of this. And for all you know, that commercial was not going to make him famous. So he's in a commercial. How many dogs are in commercials now that you see them once? You don't even know their names. You can't see another commercial. Hey, that dog looks like the dog from that dog food commercial. And now he's doing a commercial for Chewy.com or PetSmart or whatever. I mean, come on. There are so many. I mean, think of it. Think of all the Morris the Cats they probably went through in those Nine Lives. You don't see Nine Lives commercials anymore, I don't think, do you? You know, there's all, you know, Meow Mix and, and uh, Friskies and all that stuff. Or Whiskas. You know? And those animals really aren't that famous. I mean, they can always get another animal that looks just like that one. They're they're replaceable, basically. Sure, you know, they're memorable, they're cute to look at and everything, but, I mean, you, they're not going to be the next Lassie, the next Benji, the next Rin Tin Tin. If that's what you're thinking that Brandon's going to become, you need to, like, lower the bar a little bit. I'm not putting anything on Brandon, not saying he's a great, not a great dog, because he's an awesome dog. You know, he's there for her, he saved her life. He's a great, fun companion. You know, and a member of the family for them, but... She just, she's got to lower those expectations that he, he shouldn't have to live up to those. You know, and, you know, and Henry, he realizes his mistake with the whole thing of wanting Punky to take over the restaurant one day. She wants to be an astronaut, so. And Punky realizes, you know, I did get a little carried away. And Henry's like, yeah, you got a lot carried away, actually. But she realizes her mistake. She calls out to Brandon. Brandon's still hanging his head. Like, he feels like a bad dog. And she's like, Brandon, I'm sorry I put so much pressure on you. I just want you to be a happy-go-lucky dog. We're going to play Frisbee. Let's get you out of this monkey suit. Because everybody is gone. The producer, you know, Gigi's gone. Snipes is gone. The director's Everyone's gone. So, uh... That the episode ends there. And you know what I'm kind of realizing? Doesn't it feel like these episodes are kind of short by a few minutes? I mean, I'm not expecting them to go a full 30 minutes. Because that's like a 30 minute with commercials. Where episodes are usually what? Like maybe 22, 24 minutes maybe? On average? Alright, so that is the end of the episode. Oops, hold on. I just realized the time. Alright, I'm going to give this one a 4 out of 5 Brandon Tailwigs. Um, I really, I thought Gigi was cool. I liked Churchill. thought he was adorable. Um, I also liked Margot with Truffles. thought that was adorable. And just uh, Brandon with a commercial. I like that, you know, Punky finally realized afterwards that she was kind of putting too much pressure on him. He just wanted to hang out and play Frisbee. 
Um, I did not really care for the whole thing with Cherry and that invisible dog. It might have been cute for a second, but it's like, okay. The fact that Betty's coming in with, like, flyers looking for this lost invisible dog leash harness thing. Like, okay, that's, it's played out. Please stop. Um, as far as Punky's principles, thing is, don't put high expectations on what you want your child. If you want them to be following your footsteps and stuff like that, let, like I said, let them make their own way in the world and what they want to do. And know that your dreams may not be their dreams. And for kids, just... Be honest with your parents. If you want to do something different, if you want to carve your own path, go for it. Don't feel embarrassed. Don't be scared. Be honest with them. They'll respect you for being honest. They may feel a little hurt. You know, your parents will. But, you know, at the end of the day, they love you and they will respect your decision. Maybe not right away, but eventually. You just, you know, just because they're your kids, you know, they're still individuals with their own dreams and what they want to, you know, interest in everything, even if they share your DNA. All right, for Thursday, we'll be, I'll be doing Season 4, Episode 6, entitled Passed Away at Punky's Place, which aired on May 4th, 1988. Punky and Cherry believe that a man has died at Punky's place. When a newspaper's restaurant critic eats there, they fear that this will hurt the restaurant's reputation. Is he really dead, though? He might be. Don't know. I've not seen this episode. If I have, it was a very long time ago. All right, let's give a shout-out to some Punky Power listeners for the week. Here it is. All right. First up is Reno, Nevada. I have to tip my hat to you guys. 89 plays. That is wow. Um, that is amazing. Thank you. Also, um, I'm not sure how you say. Is it Crace? C R A C E Australia. We also have Lancaster, Pennsylvania. Inglewood, California, London, United Kingdom, Union Grove, Wisconsin, Centerville, Maryland, Fredericton, Canada, and Silver Spring, Maryland. All right, everyone, have a wonderful, wonderful Tuesday afternoon and evening. Clinty, why are you going in the bathroom? There's nothing in there for you. I don't know why she's going in there. <laughs> um, so, yeah, everyone have a great, great day, a great rest of the week. It's going to be a short work week, which is nice because it's going to be – I am not looking forward to going to my job today. I don't know how bad it's going to be with the heat. But as long as I stay hydrated and drink my Powerade, Gatorade, the electrolytes, I should be fine. So – Alright guys, I will be back Thursday with uh, Season 4, Episode 6, Passed Away at Punky's Place. Bye-bye.